Well, Merry Christmas. We Marians uh, have a big, large midnight mass last night. A priest, this is the one day of the year a priest can celebrate three masses. Of course, parish priests end up doing this regularly, but it has to be with exception due to necessity. But we celebrate three masses. The first is called the Mass at Night or Midnight. That's the Midnight Mass. The next is a Mass at the Dawn, which in this part of Massachusetts would be between 5.39 a.m. and 7.17 a.m. And then the third Mass is what we're celebrating now, Mass during the day. And so anytime during today, I can celebrate this Mass. So it's an honor to be here with you. Now, we celebrate Jesus. As it says in Acts 4.12, there is no other name under heaven by which we must be saved. That's why the name Jesus itself means God saves. And he is the Messiah. Not who the Jews were looking for, but the Messiah. Now, who is the Messiah? The Messiah means the anointed one. The anointed with oil. And that oil is the Holy Spirit. He was anointed with the Holy Spirit to bring him to us. So who was Jesus? Today we celebrate the coming of this Jesus. But who is Jesus? Okay, everyone, even non-Christians, say Jesus was a good man. No matter whether you believe he was God or not, whether you're Buddhist or Hindu or even Islamic, even if you're a Muslim, all seem to acknowledge Jesus was a good man. Nobody disputes that. But I'm going to show you by that statement something very interesting. All right. He claimed he was God. He said, I am, when he was asked, are you the Holy One, the Son of the Blessed One? the son of God. He said, I am. Now, he claimed he was God. So if he was not God, he could not have been a good person. We all claim he was a good person, but he could not have been a good man if he claimed he was God and was not. Jesus wanted everyone to believe that he was God and people to worship him. And he said, before Abraham was, I am. This is basically saying what no Jew would ever have dared to speak. The fact that he claimed he was, I am, that is God. The claim that he made to forgive sins. The Jews believed nobody could forgive sins but God himself. So he's making some extraordinary claims. Jesus speaks and acts in the very person of God. No one else had ever done that. Ultimately, that's why they put him to death, making this claim. So if you say he was a good man and everybody says he was a good man, but a good man would never do those things unless he was who he said he was. God. You know, there are only two possibilities here. He either speaks the truth or he doesn't. Now, let's look at this. If he speaks the truth, he is God, case is closed, we must believe and worship him. Now, if he doesn't speak the truth, that he's really not God when he claims to be, then he's just a mere man and a bad one at that. 
not a good man. He would have been a very bad man, I guess you could say, morally or intellectually, but nobody claims this. Nobody. If he knows he is not God and says he isn't, he's morally bad, lying and deceiving, basically truly being guilty of blasphemy. And if he sincerely thinks he is God, but he really isn't, then he's intellectually bad, in fact, insane. Well, here's the point. No one has ever read the Gospels and can seriously think that this guy is morally corrupt or insane. It's not the case at all. The love, the human wisdom, the attractiveness of Jesus emerge all from the Gospels. This shows Jesus was unlike anyone in human history. No one else ever claimed what he claimed. So basically, either Jesus is telling the truth, he is God, or he is not. Now, that is the exact same thing you are wagering your eternal destiny for the rest of eternity on that one fact. Either Jesus is God or he is not. You are wagering your entire eternal fate on that very fact. Okay, you've heard me say it before, but what a perfect time to mention it again. Pascal's wager. Pascal's wager basically says you are wagering your eternal fate on whether or not you believe Jesus was God or not. Whether or not you believe in God or not. Now listen to this. Why not? Why not wager this? You know, if you're a betting man, you always look at where the odds are, where this one's cut and dry. If you believe in God, if you believe in God, you have everything to gain if you are right, eternal life, and nothing to lose if you are wrong. Because if God doesn't exist, then there's nothing in the afterlife anyway. So you have two choices. You believe in God or you don't. If you believe in God and you are right, you have everything to gain. And if you believe in God and you are wrong, you have got nothing to lose. It's a good bet. But if you don't believe in God, you got nothing to gain if you're right. Nothing. But you've got everything to lose if you are wrong. Nobody wants to make that bet. So it's pretty clear so if Jesus is God, and that's a great bet, we must dedicate our lives to knowing him and loving him. Yesterday I did a talk. You can find it on our YouTube channel. I didn't want to repeat that here, but there's one part of it that I want to mention here again today. This is the day of the incarnation. This is the day that Jesus became man. Why did Jesus become man? And I always used to teach to pay our penalty for sin which is death. When we, when we sin, we deserve to die. And Jesus came and took our place. That is all very true. So let's take a look because the catechism actually says there are four reasons that God became man. There are four reasons Jesus became incarnate. I'd like to share this, this again in more detail was yesterday in my talk that you can find. But to summarize it, I think is important. One, Jesus became man to reconcile us back to God. You've heard me say before, when man sinned, he created this big gap between God and man. But this gap now is so big that it's really a huge deal. It's so big, this wound is so deep that only God can fix it. But you've heard me say the problem is God didn't break it. God didn't break that relationship between God and man. 
So he shouldn't fix it. Who broke it? Man did. So man should fix it. The problem is man doesn't have the power to fix it. I can't fix all of humanity. All I can do is repent for myself. One man can't fix it. Only God can fix it. Well, the problem is God didn't break it. So by justice sake, God shouldn't fix it. So it takes both God and man, the power of God and the, and the, and the, and the penance and the atonement of, uh, or the power of God and the atonement of man. That's why Christ became a man, both God and man, to reconcile us back to God the Father. He's the only being who could bridge that gap. He came to call sinners. That's why he became one of us. He came to call sinners to give us access that we had lost to the Father. All right, the second reason that Jesus became a man, this is according to the catechism, to show his love for us. God didn't need to know what it was like to be human. A lot of people say that. Jesus became human so he could feel what we feel. Yeah, I mean, and maybe some small degree, but that's not the reason. He didn't need to become one of us. But we needed to know how much he loves us. And becoming one of us, he showed us. It was to prove to us that he has not abandoned us. You know, yesterday I said sin is defined as a lack of trust. That was what the catechism says was the sin of Adam and Eve. Was a lack of trust. They didn't trust in their creator. They trusted in themselves. So now we have to trust that God hasn't abandoned us and he shows us, hey, I've not abandoned you. In fact, I'm sending you my son. So God shows he hasn't forgotten us. He loves us to the point of death. And yesterday I heard this before and I think it's a great example. Do you want to know how much God loves us? And I, I pointed this out in the talk yesterday. I, how much does God love us? You know, when you're a little kid and, and you ask mom and dad, do you love me? Or, or, the little, or the parent asks the little child, how much do you love me? And they always go, this much. And I pointed out yesterday that I find that fascinating because where is Christ on the cross? How much did Jesus love us on the cross? This much. He's on the cross. He's on the cross. He loves us this much. And so that's another reason he came incarnate. All right, the third, the third reason Jesus became a man. He reveals to us what it is to be holy. He gives us the example. He is the model. How to love each other, to love God first and then to love our neighbor. We are called to love everyone and he showed us how to do that. And fourth, why did Jesus become a man? Why did God become a man? Or Jesus was the man. Why did the second person of the Trinity become a man? Well, to be, to give us, to be adopted sons and daughters of God. To become partakers in the divine nature. Oh, happy fault. In the, in the garden of Adam and Eve, yeah, they had it good, but they didn't share in the divine life of God. Then after the fall, God elevated us to a higher level than we were before the sin. Oh, happy fault. My goodness, God brought a greater good out of even the worst evil of original sin. We are like this in the garden, but we were okay. We were good. And then we got broken and God elevated us above the state we already were. It's amazing. Amazing. God became man, St. Athanasius told us, so that man could become God. And boy, did I get some scathing comments well, one comment yesterday when I, I repeated St. Anthanasius, man became God so that God, or I'm sorry, 
God became man so that man could become God, really tore me to shreds and said, that's a worse blasphemy than saying a man is a woman. To say that man is God, to say man is God is worse blasphemy to say the man is a woman. First of all, (laughs) no. St. Athanasius said it. And second of all, he didn't mean that we become God as a member of the Trinity, that we become deity. Of course not. What he means by that is we share in the divine nature of God, the life of God, the, the life of the love of the Trinity. So let us, before we attack things, make sure we understand. And if we don't understand, that's fine. That's good. That's great. But we ask, we learn in humility. I, you know, I, I, I think that is the best way because the only stupid question is no question, but, but we, do, we should do it in humility. So that's the point. God became man so that man could, God became man so that man could become God, not, not the Trinity, but partakers in divine mercy. In baptism, we become sharers in this nature of God. Divinity lives in us because Christ became one of us. He united divine with the human. He already was divine as the second person of the Trinity. He becomes a man and now he unites it with the human nature, repairs it, fixes it, and then we bring it back to God the Father. It came from God the Father in creation. We broke it. Christ came down to fix it. Now by the power of the Holy Spirit on this altar, we return it back to God the Father, repaired, refixed, and redeemed. Amazing. And so this is what we are celebrating today, all right? It's possible because of Christ, only possible because of Christ. He is the son of God by nature, and he brings us back to God as adopted sons and daughters of God. So to finish, Christmas is about Jesus giving himself to us and loving us. But remember, he gives us an example, right? So what do we also have to do this year? Make your New Year's resolution. We need to live as an example of Christ to give to each other. Better to give than receive. I mentioned earlier that we have three masses. And Brother Gabe and I celebrated the Midnight Mass yesterday uh, with Brother Mark. And we were over at the Marian Helper Center. And we're doing these for the Holy Souls. So I'm offering this Mass for the Holy Souls in Purgatory. You know why? This is surprising. Many mystics have revealed that God has told them that the most, the one day that most souls are released from Purgatory, we got Brother Alex here with us. Brother Alex never misses an opportunity to help a holy soul. He'll do anything to get more grace for the holy souls. He'll have such an army of holy souls praying for him when he gets to heaven. And so the mystics revealed to us what one day of the year is the one day where more souls are released from purgatory than any other. Surprisingly, we would think it'd be Easter or especially Divine Mercy Sunday. Actually, it's Christmas Day. It's Christmas Day. You know, this is powerful. So let us offer this mass for our deceased loved ones. For me, for both my grandmas and both my grandpas, for my aunts and uncles and all our deceased Marians. And, you know, you could do it the whole Christmas season. People think the Christmas season is over now. I have a beloved employee. She's like a sister to me. And she sent a picture. I'm taking down my Christmas tree. I'm like, no, no. Christmas begun. When it, we, we, we just came from the season of Advent. You know, a lot of people think Christmas is from Thanksgiving to Christmas Day. Now it's over. No, that's Advent. 
Now we enter in starting at Vespers on Christmas Eve. Christmas has begun. And it starts with the next eight days called the Christmas octave, which we will then culminate in Mary, the mother of God next Sunday. That's the Christmas octave. Then we enter, or then we're part of the 12 days of Christmas. Remember the song, the 12 days of Christmas, Yuletide carols? That's called Christmastide. And that ends with the epiphany, the revealing of God. That is a big part of the Christmas season. But the Christmas season actually goes all the way to the baptism of Jesus. Used to go to February 2nd. So it was the entire month of January. And that was the presentation. Now the season goes to, Christmas, uh, to uh, the baptism. And so this is powerful. So now is the time to have our tree up and our lights on, right? Society's all about consumerism. They try to tell you Christmas was during Advent. So you buy all their stuff and now it's over. Now they'll have the after Christmas sales. <laughs> so anyway, keep in mind the reason for the season, right? You know, I hope, you know, to remind all of us here today, as John the Baptist does, we talked about John the Baptist in the reading, the real Christmas season is about Christ and why he became incarnate. So today, with the resurrection coming up and Divine Mercy Sunday coming up, it all begins today. The greatest, one of the greatest days of the year. You know, I read, I think it was Pope Benedict that said, every mass is like Christmas. I remember when I was a kid, I wish every day was Christmas. Actually, Pope Benedict said, every mass is like Christmas. Why? Because at Christmas, Jesus comes to us in the flesh. Jesus comes to us in body, blood, soul, and divinity at Christmas. At Christmas, he becomes in the flesh. Guess what the Mass is? Every Mass we celebrate, Christ comes in the flesh. Christ comes body, blood, soul, and divinity. Every Mass is like Christmas. And who wants to miss Christmas? Nobody. So let us not miss Mass. And let us know the reason and the meaning of the Christmas season. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you. Please follow or subscribe to this podcast to receive the latest episodes and updates. If you have been blessed by this podcast, I invite you to leave a review. Reviews greatly improve our podcast ranking and will help spread this podcast to other people throughout the world. Are you enjoying this podcast? I invite you to listen to more shows brought to you by the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Join us daily for enriching spiritual content which will help you on your journey with Jesus Christ. Simply visit DivineMercyPlus.org for a complete list of our shows. That's DivineMercyPlus.org. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org.
That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you.